0: How are we doing? It is episode 58 of Franco's World. It's a good one today. have another funny guest. This is our first time ever talking to each other, and it's going to be broadcasted publicly for all to hear, here. Uh, The very funny comedian, Claire Alexander. Claire, how are we doing?
1: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, it's such a prestigious show. I mean, like, everyone in Hollywood is trying to get on it. You're very lucky to be on this episode today.
1: (laughs) I feel very lucky. (laughs)
0: Right, right. Claire is uh, from Connecticut. I thought you were from Fairfield because I keep seeing you perform at this thing, the Fairfield Comedy Club. I keep seeing you perform there.
1: I Yeah, I've, I've performed there a couple times, and uh, each time is really great. The guy who runs it there, Joe Garrick, super nice guy. Um, whenever I, I'm just in town, uh, usually he'll let me just like do a five-minute spot, and it's always a great time. They have really great headliners and um, – uh, it's it's really fun. It's, it's cool because it's like in this hotel, but um, it's it's always a great spot.
0: I thought you were from Fairfield and I was going to talk to you about this pre-show and I was, save, and I was like, oh, I'm going to save it for the show. And I totally <laughs> blew it. I didn't ask where you were actually from. I thought you were from Fairfield and I was going to say, how does it feel to know you will never be the most famous person from Fairfield, Connecticut?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, is there someone else? Who's famous from Fairfield, Connecticut? John Mayer. What? he He's from Fairfield, Connecticut? That's
0: crazy. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive he's from Fairfield, Connecticut. Oh my gosh, that's
1: nuts. You want I want to
0: that's... Google that real quick? I'll Google that I... real quick. I'll Google that real quick. That's oh, hilarious. That was going to be the joke. That was going to be the joke, and I completely blew it. Oh, no, I completely okay. blew it. Oh, he's from Bridgeport. Oh, no. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, is that in Fairfield? Is in Fairfield no,
1: County? He-
0: we're, we're saying he's from Fairfield today. He's from Fairfield today for the joke. Yeah, Great joke, today. Franklin.
1: Okay, well, I mean that's a, Bridgeport is totally different from Fair, well. Then there's like New Fairfield, which is like super bougie. But um, or no, no, no. I swear I've heard of Fairfield, Fairfield, Fairfield before. Bougie. I swear I've heard it. Um, today oh, that's so he's from Fairfield. <laughs> that's so funny. He's he's so down to earth. I I never would have expected a, a Connecticut guy. <laughs> Um, so you have a theater
0: background. I did some Instagram stalking and, and it looked like you were a theater kid. Do you think that being a theater kid and getting a, a comfortable stage presence has led to your interest in comedy and your, your, your drive to do comedy?
1: Oh, 100%. It's the reason I began doing comedy. I, I, uh, was doing theater and I ended up taking a, uh, just, I had to take a comedy class for um, my theater unit. Well, no, no, it it was, it was great. I was taking, um, I I went to this theater high school because I was sick of getting cast as like a a background character in all the musicals. So I was like, I'm just going to go to theater high school and study theater there. And I- You went to like a fame high school? Um, No, it was, well, it was kind of, but for half of the day. So I had my regular- school during the day and then in the middle of the day I went on a bus with four other like super artsy kids who like smoked cigarettes outside the school waiting for the bus <laughs> and um yeah I smoked a cigarette with them one time and I was like I am so badass and probably gonna oh die my gosh, yeah hey
0: yeah look-a-like.
1: Yeah, that was yeah that was that was what everybody looked looked like before uh he became famous um at this right. school but yeah then we would go to the school which was in Bridgeport. So hi, John Mayer. And, um, (laughs) then, uh, I, we ended up taking this, I took this comedy class and it was right before I went to college and I was like auditioning. And I had a teacher, you know, I went, I ran my regular theater piece by a teacher and he was like, you're not going to make it as an actress. Like you have to be really, really good. Claire, like you really have to work a lot harder um, because every girl looks like you, if you're just going to do some like mm-hmm. drama piece. And I was like, okay, like, I mean, that's so mean, but it like didn't stop me. I was like, okay, yeah, I will work harder, you know, whatever. And yeah, then I was taking yeah. this comedy class. Yeah. I, I didn't t- like looking back. I'm like, that was a really douchey thing. Like that's such so a mean thing to say, but, um, yeah, uh,
0: cool I, kid.
1: yeah I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I don't agree with you. I think I'm going to make it. I'm going to work really hard. And he was like, okay. And then uh, he came in. So we, I was doing this comedy unit, and then we had stand-up comedy in it. Like we did, like clowning, you know, like all the other embarrassing things in comedy. And then we had a stand-up unit, and I thought I would do fine. Like I was like, I'm funny, and I totally killed so much that my teacher oh. like brought in all the other teachers from the department in to see me do it again. And then that guy called me back to his office. He was like, I was so wrong. Uh, you're this is your ticket. Like this is how you're going to make it. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm totally just going to do stand up comedy because of theater, and um, and then again, like I was in college and I, I did a lot of theater there too, but I kind of stopped getting cast in the shows because the theater director there is also not nice. <laughs> so she um, didn't like that I joined a sorority, and uh, and then I just oh, you're kind in of,
0: college, you know? The letter being what were you in? I was I was in Delta Phi Epsilon.
1: Were you in a All frat? Right,
0: that's, uh, nope, I was not.
1: No? Uh, you were a, uh, a GDI.
0: A G- I was a a G-d. Yeah, I was a G'd. I hung <laughs> out with the Greek life, though. I just didn't want to pay the money. I hung out, like, in the houses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, even at my school, it was super chill. Like, everybody was... Fr- it was just such a small group of people. And um, basically, you just joined the sororities if you just wanted to make sure you had plans every weekend. And... So I, I joined it and, uh, my, the theater teacher didn't like that, but, um, so I wasn't really cast in anything anymore. Uh, and I was on my improv troupe and I wasn't doing well. So I went home for winter break and I took a stand up comedy class,
0: which you're not playing it by the book at all. You're just, you're just doing all the different things and you're, you're still doing good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, I mean, I just, I was like, I know, like, it's like, everyone's like, no, I never take a class. But, um, I think taking a class was a good decision because I met a lot of people who helped me like meet other people and figure out kind of how everything worked. And, uh-huh. uh, well, I believe, and I, I believe that I started, like, like that.
0: funny is something. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, no, no. I, that, that's it. Really. I mean, then I, then I, uh, I started doing stand up in my English classes for projects because I was like drunk all the time. So I like didn't want to actually write like a story or anything so i would just like do write stand-up and then perform it in and i perform it in like a creative writing class i performed it for theater uh and i performed it uh, for for something else i think and, and that's what i did for my projects i would just do my stand-up i would, it, mm. I would basically treat my classes like um because i had a bunch of like pr writing classes at the end of the semester right before i graduated and i just like did my stand-up, and I, I did really well, and I got all A's, because people were like, oh my god, I've never seen stand-up here before, and I was like, yeah, I definitely put, <laughs> I definitely just haven't, haven't been drinking this whole time. Uh, right. Then I graduated, but, and I just really got into stand-up.
0: Nice. I mean, so, I mean, everybody has their own entry point, uh, and I think that funny, has an essence so it's like if you have an essence of funny you need to somehow you know water that plant and everything and and if that comes from taking a comedy class then that's fine i know there's negative connotations behind that but there's different strokes for different folks um mm. would you since you do i mean i'm assuming you still love the theater to an extent would you think that the comedians you admire do they have a, a sort of a performative uh, over the topness to them
1: uh, some do I mean I love writing like you gotta a lo- like like Judah I mean like uh like you know in 30 rock and everything like Judah Friedlander and his stand-up is like he's one of my favorite comedians but he I wouldn't say is like an over-the-top performer mm-hmm. like, yeah he's, he's very he's, he's like, very
0: uh, le- uh lethargic almost
1: yeah he's very so mono- monotone and um, it's all just like it's just goofy and silly and it's and you don't even have to like, you know, be like you know, wagging your arms all over the place or anything. Um mm. I would say though that's that is the comedy I, I feel like I do though. I'm extremely like big and active and um I think uh,
0: I I'm think working you on do I watch I watch some of your sets and I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to like uh this is no critique, but it's like I I mm-hmm. noticed that like you start out, uh, like, you, you, you want to draw people in, you start out slower, and then whenever you, like, want to make your point, that's whenever you, you're, you know, your tone goes up, and, and you're just, like, you know, trying to really drive the point home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, um, I think I'm really still figuring myself out and, and learning about myself. I was listening to, uh, to Nikki Glaser was talking to Mike Birbiglia on that thing he was doing on his Instagram Live every day for a while. And where he mm-hmm. would just he just like interviewed um comedians and uh she said that like when she was younger she would just kind of accidentally mimic other comics and i think sometimes what? it's a, a person that i have loved and listened to for many years is uh, beth stelling and i think that sometimes part of me kind of like uh is, is comfortable with being more quiet because that's your comedy. Is so like, yeah, my mom bought a playboy for the first time. Like I, I <laughs> right. that's, that's something that I find funny. And I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not canceling myself and saying like, I, Oh yeah, I do bet. stuff. No, that's not it. But like, I think that that's something I'm comfortable with because I'm comfortable with hearing it. And then once I kind of, once I kind of get on a roll, I like, I feel like I really put myself more into it into the performance I would say
0: yeah and, and, and you know uh, you talk about how the writing is the most important part and I love writing and everybody writes differently Clyde and I were talking last week how how he just kind of like walks around and thinks of stuff where I, I have to put on you know music and I sit there with my with my pen and paper and write it out to uh, longhanded how do you work How do you write
1: I think the best way I write is when I'm talking to people I think if I'm ever like in, have writer's block which is all the time I'll just call someone. And cause the best, cause I think what some of the, I th- what I can tell you about myself is that I, my comedy doesn't, I don't think it comes from me thinking, Oh, uh, ha ha ha. This thing I said is funny. It's like, I just talk the way I talk. And if someone s- laughs, I'm like, Oh, I didn't realize that could be comical. And then I'll like think back and I'll write it down usually. So I think mm-hmm. like talking to people a lot, talking to my parents cause they're wackos sometimes yeah. talking to my friends my roommate one of my favorite jokes i ever came up with was like like the first big the first actual joke i ever wrote like i was writing jo- i was writing like bits and stuff but first like real good joke i was proud of writing i i was on the phone with my cousin and she had just started doing online dating and i was like online dating is so- like 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 Uh, you know, Tinder and that stuff is so stupid. It's like walking into a two story forever 21, you know, you only want one t-shirt, but you go in there's like a zillion t-shirts to choose from. And that was just an analogy. I was just like, I I also hate forever 21, you know? And she just like started laughing. And, and I was like, I didn't realize that that was comical. And uh, I think also that
0: you don't know what you don't know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think, that teaches you as a comedian what is funny. Like when I made that joke with my cousin, that was like three years ago. I didn't realize that was funny. And now my brain kind of works in the way because I because I acknowledge everything that people laugh at when I'm talking to them, even right, when I'm without people sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Even, like when you're writing and stuff, you're like, oh, that could be funny. I can imagine someone laughing at that because that's similar. to Like you, you kind of start to pay attention to what people laugh at and then when you write on your own that comes back and you and you start really writing stuff you think other people would laugh at.
0: Right. So, I remember yeah. that one of the first ones that I had uh, had work. It was almost like a story almost because uh, it, it came, my friends and I were all hanging around, you know, round table in college, just sitting and talking and, and some new Call mm-hmm. of Duty game came out or something like that. And I told them like, I can't play those games because I get seasick. And then I was joking about how like, and I also get too emotionally attached with the characters and I get sad when they die. <laughs> and then like, I told this whole story about like, you know, uh, me and my, this guy went through boot camp. he died and he was going to open up a pizza shop in Brooklyn. And it, it was a <laughs> whole thing. And that was the first one I remember, um, and like working really, really well, really not just like, Hey, got to laugh, but like people are pounding their fist on the table. And, and, uh, I think after that moment, when I got the reaction out of my friends and I was like, huh, that might be something I definitely took more notes from funny anecdotes and conversations I had with people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, well, I think that there's a lot of aspects to it. Cause like things there's a lot of aspects of things that make you laugh which is like things that make you happy and being with your friends and experiencing things you love and that is part of what makes a good joke too is like the happiness behind it now don't get me wrong Anthony Jesnick absolutely fucking hilarious <laughs> right but like I think I, yeah you comedy have, can
0: come from anywhere it can come from being upset yeah. it can come from being mad
1: but I think like, I think that when you have like that joyful moment with your friends, that is kind of, uh, that flows into the joke as well. And that is what makes it so successful because the audience is there to be happy. They're, they're there cause they want to have a good time. And if right. you have that, if you bring that, this is part of also performing it, not just writing it, but if you have that joy in the joke behind it, behind the words that you originally wrote, um, that is also what makes them laugh. It's just that's because it's like, they just want to be there to have a good time and you love performing because it's it's what you like. And, and together it just, it makes it a really successful joke because it was originated from like a, from a positive event.
0: Right. And and I think like going back to the whole writing and and crafting the joke itself, I, I love it. There's literally no better feeling other than when it actually works. But whenever you're in the midst of writing a joke and say you're at the, in the middle and you're just, you know, you're, you're basically, uh, riffing you're freestyling and uh you know where the ending wants to be like you know where it has to go but you got to get it there and and then you have to do that like you know connect the dots type of thing then you finally get through the maze and you're like oh i finally got there and it looks good like it completes a puzzle
1: oh my gosh i i'm getting giddy just thinking about it
0: (laughs) right it's a good feeling definitely best
1: over the quarantine i had I wrote two really good jokes I was proud of and I had that feeling. and It was so awesome to, and it was funny cause I was at my parents' house and I was like, I never knew I'd be here doing this again, but this is great. Like
0: just. It almost like, like having to come back to West Virginia, having to essentially go back in time uh, because you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. staying with your parents, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. still in your room you grew up in and you see people you grew up with. And it's like, you almost have to go back to that mindset and filing and like figure out what mattered then. And then you can kind of like, you have to go backwards to get forwards almost if that, if mm-hmm. Willy Wonka yeah. makes any sense and <laughs> just, uh, I don't know, it, it kind of coming back to West Virginia was like a mental rehab for me. I, I feel like I found like funny stuff again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think location has yeah. a lot to do with um, inspiration.
0: Right. And I, I'm obviously I miss being in a, a city ish environment. And uh, I want to be in the biggest city environment, but right now, obviously you can't do that. You tell a lot of jokes about your parents. You just said they're wackos. Are they, did they give you any sort of inspiration at all? Did they maybe introduce you too early? Did they stick you in front of a television? What did they do to make you want to be the way that you are?
1: Oh, well, um, I have such a positive uh, story with my, my parents. They've always been like super supportive of everything I do Um, so yes, it's true kids. If your parents are supportive, you can make it. Uh, not that I've made it, but, uh, I mean, (laughs) um, I I have great, really great parents, but yeah, I I mean, as a kid, like before I even, I didn't even know I liked comedy until I, I just thought everybody did, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, Oh, I thought my, everyone's parents listened to the Beatles all the time, you know? Um, right. Like my parents, my favorite movie has been Back to the Future since I was eight years old when my parents first showed me it. And uh, as a kid. So
0: the Marty McFly guitar moment was your Back to the Future, hey, I want to perform moment?
1: Oh my God. Well, that was my. The Marty McFly guitar moment, moment was like. Uh, I will never be happy until I marry a guy who plays guitar moment, probably. <laughs> um, he's such John a- Mayer, are you
0: listening? Yeah,
1: John Mayer. <laughs> if you ever want to come back to Connecticut, I'm not there, but uh, visiting New York. Well, it's funny
0: because like he said he said uh, Back to the Future was his inspiration for picking up the guitar. That's really weird to have two Connecticut people saying Back to the Future.
1: Oh my gosh, John Mayer. I didn't know we had so much in common. <laughs> right? I'm totally hitting him up. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's so funny because my parents do love John Mayer. I got to tell them that. Um, Heck yeah! Yeah, no. I uh, back to the future. Um, but I remember my my parents when I was a kid. They showed me to coming to America. And uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and like uh, family always watched SNL. I was they were like super serious about PG thirteen movies. So and like TV. So I wasn't allowed to watch SNL until I was older. But um, because like That's movies like wild. coming to America. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was there. My parents were like totally strict. And I mean, it's, uh, I don't think that uh, it helped me with my alcoholism, but uh, I say jokingly, but um, right. I, I mean, I mean, I, I turned out fine enough, uh, <laughs> but yeah, my um, parents, Hey, in my, in my household, it was
0: church every night if possible, but also, Hey, Franklin, you're eight years old here. Come watch blues brothers with me. It was really weird.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean like things like, well uh you know back to the future and, and indiana jones and 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 uh coming to america like those movies weren't even ra- i mean they have so many boobs in coming to america
0: a lot of boobs uh, in coming to america the yeah opening scene where he's in the bathtub
1: yeah i was <laughs> yeah it's like so many boobs and uh it's rated pg i think because they didn't have pg-13 yet so my ah. parents were like well, I mean, if the law says it's PG, then we'll watch it because we just want our kids to see it. Um, would, oh, Dave, that was a movie my parents showed me as a kid that we just watched over and over. It's a movie about a guy. I remember we
0: would go to Blockbuster. Obviously, I watched – you and I – we'll talk about this, I know. But uh, like we would go to Blockbuster, and then I would always – we would rent like the best of whatever cast member mm-hmm. my dad wanted to watch. That week, my dad was a big SNL fan, so I know that's where it stems from for me. I haven't watched it in the, and the, in, I guess, recent years, probably the past two years, but I remember like when I was in middle school, like that was must see TV for me. Me and my friends would, would watch it and uh, then like recite it at the lunch table, you know, on Monday.
1: Well, it's the best show, I think, next to 30 Rock, but it's like the best. It's, it's so, it's got everything, you know, it's, it's not even, it's almost like not even. TV show. It's like um, I I don't, I can't picture a world without it because I think it's so great to have all these sketches and this outlet for people and and, uh, writers and it's I think it's really great. It's like the center of comedy really.
0: Mm -hmm. They have a very tough job. Um, I think, you know, it's very easy to hate on them and I know I've said things that probably aren't the most (laughs) kind about the show but the thing is it's like What they're having to compete with in terms of things that are able to pass on network television versus things people watch every day on the internet—it's—it's unattainable. You can't copy that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's it's awesome, and I think it's totally an inspiration for everybody. I think, I think it's an inspiration for so many kids to like join their improv troupe, you know, or uh, start writing their own sketches, or um, just to see that like it's you know. A sketch is 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 still like a thing, you know. It's not like you don't have to write a full pilot every time you have an idea. Like you can just like write a little thing, and that's still going to be successful, and it's still going to be funny, and it's still going to make people laugh all over. And I think it's uh, I think that's great, and it's it's a lo- it's a lot of fun. It's and it's like every <laughs> every comic stream. <laughs>
0: right, right, right. I I don't know if I would want to uh, necessarily perform on there, but uh, you know, if they're like, hey, write, I'd be I'd be down for that. But uh, to each their own. You and I both at least used to love there's not so much of it anymore but televised comedy that's what we were raised on that was our thing you keep referencing 30 rock that is definitely one of my all-time shows because it's well you know it's it's snl 2.0 yeah it's a show within a show
1: yeah as and as said by uh tracy in one episode he's like we're on a show within a show my real name's tracy morgan was
0: that at the end when they're doing like the fake good nights
1: Oh, no, 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 that was, uh, that's, I watched watched the show so many times. That's one time when they were like, ah, he's off his meds.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I was looking back on it, and, uh, I watched, like, the pilot recently, and I was just like, man, I don't know if they'd be able to get some of this stuff on air this day. Like, I don't know, just, like, a lot of the, a lot of the outrage, but, like, I don't know, man, it's just jokes.
1: I know, everyone can have their own
0: opinion, but I understand.
1: There's some things that I'm definitely, like, hmm, Mm, don't <laughs> sh, don't say that, <laughs> but um a lot of it is just like really funny and it's just I mean it's it's so cool all the all the crazy stuff because what I like that I do that they do is like there's really no straight man, and they take every situation and they just go at it with full force and make the mm-hmm. worst craziest things possible happen. And if uh, you did have to peg someone as
0: a straight man, do you think it would just be Jack Donaghy?
1: I don't even know. Cause like his character is basically making fun of like some Republican douchebag executive, but he's. Oh, that's a good at point. That's a, that's,
0: a, that's a good point. I didn't think about it like that. I just took the character for what it was. I didn't. That's a good point.
1: I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know who the straight man would be
0: at all. I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, they're all crazy. I mean like everyone provides co- comedic relief in their own form yeah a bunch of different types of comedy
1: yeah yeah it's like i and i feel like comedy is progressing in that way too i feel like we're kind i feel like uh we're kind of leaving the straight man behind because it's like that's just so i don't want to say hack but like it's it's like unnecessary i think because people need comedy faster and, and everybody wants like Joke, 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 and I think that that's kind of where Thirty Rock is too. Is like every line back and forth is is a joke. It's not like, well, that's weird, you know. There's not enough time for like somebody else's some straight man's reaction for us to laugh at, you know.
0: Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you like what you like. Everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, comedy is probably the most subjective thing in history. I mean, uh, the thing I'll get comments sometimes. I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, but I'll get comments from people. And you know, a thirteen-year-old will say, "Like, why do you have comedian in your bio? Like, I thought comedians were supposed to make me laugh." I don't comment back because they're kids, but like, it's just the most subjective thing in history. Like, you wouldn't walk up to a musician and be like, "Wow, and, you know, all right, here's another callback. Wow, you're John Mayer. You suck." You know, <laughs> I, I like listening to, I like listening to Metallica. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all there's all different kinds, and it means something. Like, there's things that aren't even written that I think are funny. Like, I don't know, one time I saw a red solo cup on a coaster on a table, and I think about that a lot, because, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you, really, you you really, you think you're red, like, put a, you really need a coaster <laughs> Oh, you the
0: think table? that's going to, yeah, okay, you think that's going to leave a, a, a stain on the wood?
1: Yeah, are you worried, like, <laughs> what's going on? I think, and I, I, I don't know, like, that's humorous, and that's not something you could write, you know, and that's...
0: Yeah, you know, irony, irony, sure. I love irony love yeah. uh, that's very ironic i yeah. love irony very i true. think that's what i tried to do in a lot of my jokes is to plan out the like the uh, ironic situations that happen in life oh
1: yeah yeah i haven't written anything ironic in a while
0: i feel like i i mean i'll have to scroll through the notes here i don't want to like have a uh, dead air or anything <laughs> let me see uh oh yeah oh one thing i want to talk about and then whenever i find something i'm just gonna uh interrupt you the, you did Zoom open mics and I hear high praise about you on the Zoom open mics. I haven't done a Zoom open mic because my internet sucks and I don't understand the format. But again, <laughs> you're taking a different road than a lot of people take. You, you've you done a couple comedy classes. You do the Zoom open mics. Basically, everything that people think is, for lack of a better term, dumb or pointless, you do them, but it seems to work in your favor.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely... There's a lot of hate towards uh, Zoom open mics. I was really confused by that because I, so the quarantine started, I, I, literally, I left my apartment on March twelve. I moved in with my parents unintentionally. I was just going to go home because my brother was home from college for the weekend. So I, I didn't bring anything. I just brought like my Spanx. Uh, and, <laughs> and, yeah. It's like, Oh, I'm going home. I'm probably going to go to the bar, you know? Um,
0: yeah. got to look, but, gotta look tight. Got to look tight.
1: Yeah, And then, you know, uh, didn't need any of that. I, I brought all the wrong clothes, but I, I did bring my laptop and stuff and I, I saw that people were doing these online mics and I was like, well, I don't want to get rusty. So I just kind of started doing them and my friends and I, we actually mm. started one on Thursdays. Wow. Yeah. We're still, it's still running. Um, and it's not the same. I'll tell you that. Cause I just, I just came back to the city and I just, I just did like a couple shows actually. And I was saying like for the first time in my life I've understood why guys are like, yeah, it feels really a lot better without the condom. You know, I, I was like, oh my God, Zoom mics feel so lame in comparison right. to regular mics. But um
0: Well, I it's, mean it's just you know, because you get human interaction. You get that instant here it like you see the reaction on the people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like an instant. Like there's no lag. You know, it's not right. like it's not like it's going to hit in a second, you know? And it's not like people are... <laughs> <laughs> you have to tell the joke. And then the
0: lag, it's like you're playing video games and you shoot it and then 10 seconds later, the guy dies.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what it feels like on Zoom. And then going back to doing it in real life is like, uh and then you're like, oh, that was just bad. And <laughs> Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's like, oh, I suck. Okay, yeah, that makes it's sense. Like,
1: um, but I think, I mean, Zoom, I'll tell you this, uh, bombing on Zoom is not doesn't feel so bad i, I don't think okay. it's i don't think it's that hard to i don't think it's i, I think it's hard to bomb completely on zoom because it's just like you don't know i mean i've come to the point there's a there's a mic that i've done that i would do almost every single day they had 5 p.m and at an 8 p.m mic. these guys great people and i would go almost every day and we just became friends so even if the joke sucked they would just you know we we're tight enough to be like well that was terrible and they're just like ha ha. ha you're the best. We love you. You know, it was a uh, really good environment. But um, I'll tell you this, uh, doing Zoom mics this whole time, like I've gotten to write new jokes. And you you meet a lot of other people. I got to, I've i gotten to meet pro comics who are bored yeah. and also doing the Zoom mics. And um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, um, I, I don't think it's worth like shaming. Uh, no, I, I, it was, well, like, I mean,
0: it's just like you have to do Comedy, you—it's a muscle, and you have to work it out. You have to do your reps. This show, for me, has been my rep. I mean, granted, it's—it's it's long form, it's conversational, but like, it definitely helps.
1: Oh yeah, talking to anyone, man. Like, so, just like felt, getting, talking
0: to fellow funny people helps. Yeah, especially. yeah.
1: I think I think that was mostly what it was. It's not as much like about. I mean, it is about practicing your bits, but it's like. I mean, it, it was just like all we had for a little while, and I—I I felt you know I felt totally comfortable doing it, and. Um, now I just have to get comfortable with a microphone in my hand again. I did the show on uh, on Sunday, and I was like really nervous. And I was like, "What is this feeling? I hate it." And, yeah. and my hands are like sweaty. And I was like, "Ah!" Everyone could see me sweating, and it was out. I have a mic.
0: I've have, have a big mic for the podcast. It's a blue Yeti mic, but like oh, it's yeah. definitely not meant for holding. But I hold <laughs> it just because that's what feels like natural to me. It feels i like I have to.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. I'm like almost used to not using a mic at all now because I've done so many, uh, zoom mics on my phone or on my laptop or whatever. And it was just with, with my hands and stuff. And
0: yeah, um, but that's You'd be like sitting. Jimmy Carr, Jimmy Carr. He, uh, he doesn't, he wears that little earpiece.
1: Yeah. I'm, j- I'm just like Jimmy Carr. Honestly. Just-
0: exactly. You, you and Jimmy <laughs> Carr are two in the same, very similar jokes.
1: Yeah. I'm just as successful. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so here's the two ironic things I wrote down. This is on July the 5th. I wrote down two things on July the 5th. I think this was, I think I went to ch- I had to go to church on July the 5th. <laughs> so two days ago, two days ago, I had to go to church. And we sang America's Beautiful in church. And I thought that was weird because I thought we were supposed to separate church and state. And then. And then I had and then I went to a a Mexican restaurant. This was a long time ago, but it finally popped in my head. I said, the people that are saying build the wall and go back to your own country are also the same people that are saying dos margaritos, please. (laughs) Yep. So that's that's see, that's what I try to do is just find ironic things that people say and do. I'm not like trying to be mean and call people out. It's just like that's what I find funny.
1: No, that, that is funny. That's, that's definitely the church and state thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, there's everything in, in daily life is, I think that um, everything can really be funny. You know, you just have to like be observational and, and notice it. And, uh, and that's definitely a skill you have for, you know, seeing that in church and in Mexican restaurants. Yeah
0: for sure. Oh yeah, I mean like it, it's just wild and like sometimes if I don't see anything for like a couple weeks, I'll get and I'm sure you have the same feeling. It's like you'll get like sad almost and be like, "Wow, am I even like able to do will I ever think of one again?" Like,
1: oh, so true. No, at the beginning of this year, I uh had I kind of I I didn't get into like an accident, but I had a really bad my back like kind of really just did not work very well. I have really bad scoliosis mm-hmm. and i was working as a server and i just one day it just like i couldn't really get out of bed anymore like my back hurt so bad and um and i was just having like really bad muscle spasms and i did not I, I was like trying to go to mike so i was like wearing sweatpants and like crying and um <laughs> yeah i was like i would like get up and i would sit on the stool and i was like david tell you know dressing just like yeah, him just set up
0: yeah, set up there, cigarette in hand. And uh, like, what you guys got you,
1: a problem with me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> were you? Uh, are you? Do you primarily work in uh, in Manhattan? Are you a Brooklyn person? I'm trying to get it because I've not, I've only been to New York a couple times and I never even got uh-huh. to do mics, so I have no idea.
1: Oh, man, you don't know what pain is. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: no, I mean I've I have sucked. Don't worry, I have <laughs> sucked. I know what pain is.
1: Um. Oh my gosh, you got I oh, I love. There's nothing like comedy in the city. I'll tell you that in in New York City. Yeah. Um. Uh. Very humbling and very rewarding. Um,
0: oh I, yeah. yeah, Clyde. Clyde was telling me last week uh, just how like you know you'll run your stuff out in two weeks and then it's just like oh boy. Oh yeah, you're like oh, okay. I
1: don't, I don't. I did jokes yesterday. I have to have and you do like three a day, four a day, five a day. Uh, and then same thing the next day. You know, and if you skip a day, people are like, where were you? It's like school. It's a real, it's, like it's, like it's really like getting your master's except like, it probably costs just as much, you know, cause all these mics are like five. Th- There's one that I've gone to, uh, and I am, I am embarrassed to say that I paid $15, 14, I'm sorry, 14 every time, uh, and uh yeah I, I did that for a long time and uh, you better get I'm, your
0: money's worth my god yeah
1: i mean I, I would bomb i mean it was at a club and I, w- I was trying to audition i had an audition set up so i was like all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna like show my face and gonna like really try to impress the bookers and stuff so uh i really i and i actually really like the people there but man my friends would be like want to go to dinner and i'm like oh no no, no that was my dinner
0: <laughs> no. yeah like I, i'm having sleep again yeah
1: yeah, I'm I'm going to have, you know, my free drink ticket that comes with my my uh, my mic and uh, yeah, I'm going to have a Coca-Cola and that's my dinner. But,
0: um, <laughs> Coke for dinner, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I'd say I do mics all over. I'm not really There's there's a lot of people I and mean, Clyde might talk about this. There's like a lot of people who just do Brooklyn mics. There's a lot of people that just do Manhattan mics. There's a lot of people that just do Harlem mics. Uh, and yeah. I'll just do literally whatever I can get to. And so I do both Brooklyn and Manhattan. I'd say probably I've done more Manhattan, honestly, but, um, I, I like all the above, uh, Brooklyn, definitely more of like an alt scene, but like, it's so good to just make sure your material works out everywhere, you know, and, and there's really good people hidden everywhere. And, uh, and, and, and so that's. But um, yeah, I'll go like anywhere I'm, I'm booked. Someone's like, I have a show. So I did this show that was. If your stuff
0: works, if your stuff works in Brooklyn, uh, then you won't get uh, canceled on the internet.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think that like there's, I think there's like a lot of shame too towards like like uh, the woke culture in Brooklyn. And I mean, like I don't think uh-huh. it's that terrible. <laughs> I don't think that that sounds bad. I think um, I think that there's, I think that if your stuff works, it works. And, uh, everybody is, everybody has a shot at being canceled.
0: (laughs) Um, Right. Do you subscribe to the notion that, uh, you have to change your stuff to, depending on what audience you're performing to?
1: Um, in like separate, I wouldn't say, uh, for each borough I change it at all, but definitely for when I get in the room and I see the crowd. I will change it. Yeah.
0: Ah, okay. Um, you get the gauge it. night. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not like I, I like I like I'll, I'll do like all my same jokes. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Harlem. I don't care. But um, uh, if I get to a room and it's like a bunch of like hipster people, you know, I'm just gonna yeah. talk about dating because then crazy.
0: you go out on Long Island and you just say build a wall and then you kill.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which I never would but <laughs> yeah i just heard I just wrote this new joke about how I'm just like please everyone just please vote for biden and um I'm like I can't say that in a lot of places <laughs> i don't think <laughs> that's what I probably want to uh even-
0: yeah 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 definitely not a lot of places that's funny
1: yeah no but um yeah no definitely I, I definitely changed my material like for each room I would say for mm-hmm. I mean i'd I, like you, you look at the room and you Comedy is one of those weird things, you know, because it's like it's not like theater where it's like, well, this is you know this is my monologue and I have to do it here regardless of whatever. Comedy, it's like right. you get there and you're like, okay, there's five people at this bar show that I was booked on. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be like chill with them. I'm gonna do some some crowd work. We're gonna get to know each other. Like it's just gonna be fun, and you know, you can. It's that's what's cool about comedy is it's like. Um, you know, you like it's okay if you show up to the venue not one hundred percent sure of of your entire set list. You know, like yeah. I mean, I mean, know all your jokes and everything, but like things change every few seconds. And as a comic, it's your responsibility to to be aware of those changes and, and make and and you know make decisions according to those changes. And stuff.
0: Right. I mean, the classic saying: adapt or die. I remember yeah. um, whenever I was first getting uh getting started and i was like okay here's here's my five i'm gonna remember every single syllable in this mm-hmm. thing and then like i've been doing it a little bit and a couple of years and it's like okay here's what i plan on hitting here's where i gotta go but if something arises in the middle and they're and they're digging something you know you just gotta ride with that
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's really just it's crazy because it's like the most complicated yet the most simple thing ever because it's just like do what's funny you know like if yeah, you have- we're I mean
0: literal clowns, literal court court jesters. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I watched a couple of your sets, and uh, like I said, and off the air, you do such a really good job of. You have these you know little tags in the in the beginning of your jokes or or, or punchlines here and there, and then you will call back to it at the very end. And I and I just think that's a that's a skill I'd love to learn to develop. And you do a really good job of that.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think like, I was telling somebody recently, a joke is nothing but a story with a bunch of tags in it. You know, Mm. it's just, it's just like, uh, it's, it's a tale of some sort. It doesn't even have to be a story. It's just like a thought process that you have sewn punchlines into. And, um, for that, uh, for some of my jokes, uh, I basically just, like, wrote down the whole story. And then I was like, okay, this is funny. I'm going to put a joke here. And then this is funny. I'm going to put a joke here. <laughs> so you're playing
0: Mad Libs. So that's how you write.
1: Basically, yeah, sometimes. For, like, long-form serious jokes, yeah. And then it's just, like, you think about it over time and over and over again. You just, like, add more stuff in. Um, like, I, it's crazy because I just, like... It, you never really know when a joke is done. You can't ever close the book on it because you're going to think of something else. You know, you're going to be telling it and you're going to be like, "Oh my god, why didn't I ever think of that before?" You know. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: I, I, I like to flip back through my uh, my accordion folder of all my old jokes and be like, "Oh well, I can add something here. I can add something there." Yeah, I totally yeah, yeah. know what you mean. So there's yeah. one joke in particular that really got me. And you were telling a joke about uh, chlamydia, and then you said. Oh uh, you know how it's like not a real STD because you can oh, take yeah. a pill and it's, you're fine. But uh, you said something yeah. really funny after that. And, uh, you know, it, it it just got me.
1: I don't, I don't even remember it. Oh, man. Yeah. I, it's like, oh, yeah, you can't take two pills and and it goes away and you call that an STD. Like you don't take plan B and say you were pregnant once. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that got me. I mean, that's, that's, that's so funny. That's so ironic. That's the type of stuff I live for.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. <laughs> True story. I uh, want delete that. Uh,
0: <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Uh, if I had a producer, I'd be like, hey, cut it, cut it.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't let my dad hear that.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll cut yeah, that out. I'm, 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 yeah. just,
1: I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't care.
0: Oh, okay. Jesus, I'm so bad. God, so I wish bad. I could get in. i all over man. the
1: place. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, that was like a riff I had once because uh, some – guy a lot of my jokes come from riffs i'd say you know I love, Do you that. Find I love a lot
0: of inspiration from talking to dudes being idiots
1: talking to everybody everybody being idiots
0: okay fair enough fair enough i
1: have uh, i had i i know a lot of people personally like oh my gosh this thing for sure i um i hooked up with a black guy one time and i and all my white girlfriends were like so serious to tell me that he was really cute. Like they needed me to know that they thought he was cute. And I was just like, guys, just, you don't have, just, I know you're not racist. You don't have to prove to me by being like, it's just every, I think just everybody just, oh, just being a goof. They thought, they thought that like,
0: Hey, we have to cu-. they set out all of them with their PR teams individually. We're like, Hey, if we come out ahead of this and say, he's really cute. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you're good.
1: Yeah, they're like. I
0: mean, it's like, it's like when celebrities. It's like when celebrities will talk to somebody and be like, "Oh, have you seen so and so? They're really good." But like, they haven't seen so and so. No,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounded like Mulaney almost. They haven't seen so and so. Um, that was
0: my problem. I was imitating a, a mixture of uh, Maniscalco and Seinfeld <laughs> whenever I was first starting out, and I think it's still in my voice somewhere. I was like, oh, what are you doing here? Go back over
1: there. What is your deal?
0: <laughs> my 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 Mulaney, my Mulaney, I'm horrible at impressions. I'm not an impression guy, but my Mulaney impression consists of, I turn the corner, and what do I see? A murderer? He always like, adds like the ER. He has
1: this one joke where he says something about somebody's like, and uh and a homeless man was there obviously and i just that gets me every time
0: yeah man milaney's great Melanie yeah, is, is great it's great is that when would you so if you had a, a mount rushmore if you had to give me four who would oh. uh, who would they be we can replace we can place the current mount rushmore with yours
1: oh my god eddie murphy up there, okay. Oh, my God. He's um, just blown away. Eddie Murphy. Ugh, I do. I love Jim Gaffigan. I just love Jim Gaffigan.
0: I work mostly clean. So, I mean, I, Jim yeah. Gaffigan isn't even one of my biggest inspirations. Yeah, so I just
1: I think I like him because he like reminds me of my dad. Um, he,
0: I think he's like, essential dad humor.
1: Yeah, he just like, you just want to give him a hug. Um, but he, he also food a lot.
0: I love yeah. his I
1: love his joke
0: about the, about uh, seafood he's like you know that's bugs right that's sea bugs
1: <laughs> it's, it's yeah oh my gosh, one of my favorites recently in I think it was his most recent special he just has a 10 minute thing about horses which is stupid it's just it's like all bad but then at the end he's like horsepower nothing like girl power and that's just like <laughs> oh, that's so funny to me. Uh, I don't know if I would put him on my Mount Rushmore though. It's like, he's my dad and my Mount Rushmore would be like my husband's, you know, I would say Judah Friedlander. I I just, I don't know. This is really, really hard. Um, Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr so much. Uh, I used yeah. to not like Bill Burr. I used to think he was annoying. And then someone said, mm, watch it again. You watched it before you were a comedian. And then I watched him and I was like,
0: I was, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's funny. I watched
1: him like when I was on my period, you know, of classic, basic bitch. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you know, I, I watched him through the eyes of an angry bitch. And oh, uh, that's not oh, the yeah. right way to he watch never Bill Burr. Did. And no, he'll,
0: he'll, he knows exactly where the soft spots are and he will, he yeah. will, infiltrate. he will punch him.
1: And you watch him as a comedian, and you're like, this guy is a GG's and he's not afraid of anything. And he is yeah, he's definitely one of the greats. Uh, so so far we yeah, have Eddie Murphy, oh God, Bill yeah. Burr. Um yeah, I'll put Judah up there. I like I love Judah. I think he's he's like so mm-hmm. funny. I think there's nothing like him. Um, oh and Mike Birbiglia. Oof, I don't I know. I'll say he's one of the great I love him, but this is hard.
0: he seems like a sweetheart.
1: Yeah, I guess I really have a tendency to like like sweetheart comedian guys. <laughs> what Delaney. I
0: mean and then Bill Burr's like Bill Burr's uh the guy doing the demolition job on the uh on the uh yeah, Mount Rushmore like, he's the guy that sets the dynamite.
1: Maybe like Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman was the first comedian I ever knew about ever, which I think is so awesome because like at, like as a girl growing up and like like the first comedian like I, comedy never appeared to me as something only men could do because i just the only i when i thought uh-huh. about comedy i was like oh there's that that girl with the black hair that's jewish and that's what i thought yeah. about comedy. i didn't realize like jay leno was a comedian i thought that was like some guy that my parents watched on um, the
0: tv yeah
1: yeah yeah um Oh, man, what are yours? I'm curious.
0: Oh man, it changes all the time. I know I have to have Seinfeld on there. I know mm-hmm. I have to have uh I had Chappelle on there and mm-hmm. I know I have to have uh Dean Martin on there. And uh who would be the fourth? The fourth is always the interchangeable one. Some days some days it's like wow, it's Tina Fey for her writing ability. Mm-hmm. Some days it's uh it's uh Bill Burr for just his just yeah. Bill Burr nest. And uh, it, it changes. It, it's really tough to give you just a, a fourth, and I don't want to have dead air of me constantly <laughs> trying to think of a fourth name. But uh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I guess I'll just go with Burr. I guess I'll go with Burr.
1: Yeah, I love Burr. Today, I, did, I didn't think about. I didn't think about Tina Fey or like Amy Poehler, man, or like Molly Shannon or. or um, well, I mean, like you know, I, uh, I mean, like you know, a lot of
0: those people are like comedic actors, not necessarily yeah, comedians, yeah, yeah, yeah. stand up. But, but uh, I mean, like. Just, like, if you have a script that needs punched up, just give it to Tina, and you'll be good.
1: Oh, my God, yeah. She's amazing. Give
0: Maybe that. because I also, like, that was... So, the era of SNL that you think is the funniest is the area that you, like, grew up in, essentially, not even, like, in high school. Younger than that. Oh, and yeah, she was, head writer that, <laughs> she was head writer during that time. So obviously, I'm going to think everything she does is, is funny.
1: Yeah, I think... I, I grew up, basically, like, Bill Hader... Jason Siddique and likewise, Uh, we're We're the same age. (laughs) Um, But my favorites, I think, are definitely like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler because they're just like, uh, there's this one great one. Oh my gosh, my favorite one of all time is Tina Fey and Amy Poehler being uh, George Bush's daughters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, and they're like, let's talk in our. our secret twin voice, and then they're like, "Do you but think but dad but is but a good but president," and it's just, <laughs> oh my god! It's, it's just like so well written and so well performed. And, yeah. and I mean that,
0: that era for me, that era for me is all about the digital short. It's all about the digital short.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I mean Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg played way too big of a of a role in my. Development as a as a fan of comedy,
1: I feel like Andy sandberg was that times Pete Davidson, you know. Wow, like I don't know hot, how old he was at the he time. He was the hot but, bad boy um, of SNL. Andy comedy. wasn't a bad boy. Yeah, Andy yeah. was a Andy, no way. You're crazy. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe not like a bad boy, um, but he was like <laughs> he was definitely and very toned down. Very toned, he was basically. I'm saying he was. He was the one I had a crush on then. is what I'm, is what I'm <laughs> okay. saying. Yeah, yeah, there it is. There and then it before is, yeah. that, it was like Will Forte, uh, you know. And uh, Will
0: Forte just played a great job of, of being like a creepy, weird dude. He just did such a good job of that.
1: Will Forte is so underrated. He is so underrated. He. His
0: name, his name is never brought up when people brought about that cast. That's a good point.
1: No, yeah. He's so underrated. And um, he is. The like, sketch
0: that he had with Peyton Manning where they're trying to get pumped up before the basketball game and they're playing like music from the 30s and he's dancing like weird. That that oh sketch kills me.
1: I haven't even seen that one. I have to see that one. I have to go back. Yeah. I, that I Peyton Manning
0: episode's really good because he throws the footballs at the kids. I Remember like that,
1: that. I've seen that a million times. That kills me. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a time that they weren't afraid of anything. That then.
0: still kills now. Sorry, sorry. That still kills now. And it's like everyone says SNL sucks, and then they show clips from the era that you and I grew up on, and mm-hmm. it's like, okay, uh, well, maybe like maybe it's just because like that thing was the viral video before viral videos.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that that's – and that's also – that's scripted, though, which is different from, like, you know, somebody falling out of a chair and laughing at it, you know. I think um, – right. I, I think that uh, I hope SNL never dies. I think that um, I think that everything goes through like rough patches. And I think obviously right now is a rough patch. And I think, I think um, I think a lot of like late night shows and stuff are, are, I mean, they're, they're doing their best right now too, which is, it's actually really cool. Like the, they're all doing it at home and stuff. Um, but like, I mean, politics is just can, like the world can be so, so depressing and so hard to write about. And then, uh, but, like, uh, SNL in the past has definitely done the best job. Oh, you know what else is great? Obviously, Fred Armisen, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: That one sketch with him and Zac Efron is like, I am your mother. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking I, about?
0: I love the sketch. I don't know that one, but yeah, I do I know uh, Fred Armisen whenever he's uh, – Bill Hader has the Italian talk show and uh, Fred oh, Armisen God. is playing like, his, like – PA that uh, that kills me every you time
1: spaghetti in the background
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 oh my gosh that kills me every time
1: and they just they're I think that um he's like
0: your story uh John Malkovich he mm-hmm. said you talk like this yeah <laughs> that one kills me
1: yeah I think that that's just like um doing it to be funny you know just like things, there's like goofy blah 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 like
0: like, but I don't think I don't think we're seeing that much anymore. I think everything has become so politicized that they're I not agree, really doing yeah. necessarily original original characters, and it's more so how do we make fun of the news? It, it, they're essentially delivering the news to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's um, I mean that's I, I remember doing some research a while ago, and like in a poll, in like even 2006, the way most people got their news was from John Stewart, and ah. like that's that's common. That's kind of how it's been. I think in the 2000s, I'm pretty sure. Because it's like, it's, it's the more comforting way to receive bad news is, is through uh-huh. humor. And I think that every uh, night,
0: every night I watch Lester Holt at six thirty. I watch Lester Holt and he delivers the news. And, uh, at, at seven o'clock, I'm like, wow, I am bummed out.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like open up Twitter. And if I like, I even, I, I like, I went off Twitter. Cause like so many people are saying like so many horrible things about like comedy and, and stuff. And I, I was just like, I went off Twitter for a week and I, my mental health. I have to to go. I'm trying
0: to cut my usage down in half. I'm trying to cut my usage down in half. Yeah, it's just
1: a real punch in the face to read all that that gross news sometimes. But yeah, no, I think that... um, Yeah, I I do wish you luck because it is hard. It's a reflex, you know, to open your phone and go to Twitter or whatever. But um, I do think it's... uh, I think that some, like, people making content think it's unavoidable to talk about politics because it's just so outlandish and crazy and, like, things we never expected to happen would be, ha- are happening. But at the same time, like, there's still a lot of goofy stuff to be said. Like, let's, not, don't, you know, like, also, I want, like, I want to see, I want to see more of, like, um, Fred Armisen yelling at Zac Efron. You know, I think that that's, <laughs>
0: exactly. yeah. Can we get Stefan back? I mean, like, that. Oh my God,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, like, that's so funny because it's, like, some of these characters are, doing the same thing every time but it's just like you love them like you I love Stefan I I just want him to be my ringtone uh he's amazing
0: (laughs) I I just like how everything he's like babies with knives applesauce containers Dan Cortez everything ends in Dan Cortez
1: (laughs) and his laugh behind his hands
0: oh behind the hands i think it's because i mean they were obviously putting jokes he had never read on the cue cards yeah right? yeah
1: yeah yeah that's the best part he's just like and then
0: yeah and he's hiding behind his fingers that's that's definitely the best part and like obviously no one likes to uh break in the middle of a, a, mm-hmm. a scene and you know crack up and stuff like that but it does make for the best stuff
1: it's just like a good memory almost it's like oh i love that I feel, like you, you feel related to them you know
0: like when, uh, like when Will Ferrell kept touching Jimmy Fallon's feet in the hot tub.
1: Station. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
0: But Jimmy would also crack up at any scene, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there you would like to? Is there anything that you would like to close with? We're almost done. About an hour.
1: Um. Uh. I don't really have anything besides, uh, you know, to promote my my Instagram and my Twitter are oh, at yeah. Claire Bear Pears. Um. Yeah, and come see me do nothing. Uh. <laughs> Because nothing's going on right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's that's it. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Claire, this is great. I would consider us friends now. This has been a great <laughs> episode. I love talking to you. Uh, I wish you the best. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Franco's World underscore. Don't follow me on TikTok. I'm about to delete it because the Chinese are spying on me. <laughs> and uh, I want you all to stay safe and have a great day. I will see you when I see you. And all that jazz. All right, bye.